this feeling of, oh, does that is that weird that I just posted a picture, you know, while I'm still in the hospital, like I was here. And then I realized it's that fucking quote that I've never agreed with. It always rubbed me the wrong way. Always share from the scar, not the wound. And I, I cognitively get it, but I find more harm in it than I do good. If you're, um, claiming leadership in some way, like I can see why that can be harmful. But what I think is more harmful is making people feel like it's not okay to share until they figured it out, until they healed. There are so many things that it will would take a lifetime of healing or will never heal. And I think that this idea that we're cheapening or it's kind of the same thing I feel about photos, how people vilify the photo taking during sacred moments when really it can be something that makes you feel so much more uh, in creation with or in engagement with a, uh, a moment that feels so important. Especially when you're creating from a wound, from the fleshiness, from the what the fuck is happening. Help Me See is a podcast that redefines the word vision through vulnerable and real conversations my own private introspective ramblings about the things that I think about in the wee hours of the morning and my deep core belief that your nothingness is your everything and all you have to do is see. I'm Bianca Mora. I'm your host. I am an educator, a photographic artist, and I believe that your daily photo habit can be the key to unlocking the ability to be more present in your everyday life and live deeper into your intention and purpose. We're not about the small talk here. Grab your coffee, get cozy, and let's talk. Okay, so I had another plan for this week's episode, but something more important came up and... I realized during this event that one of the most important things that's been holding me back and possibly a shit ton of others (laughs) is this blanketed feeling of shame for following your heart in ways that you don't realize you're shaming yourself. And I'm saying that because I found myself attempting to filter my natural instinct, which is what I talk about not doing. (laughs) I talk about respecting your impulse and taking a photo of what you want to take a photo of. And that's what I was doing. But where my baggage or where my hesitancies, whatever you want to call it, came in is when I went to share. So I sit very firmly and intuitively and fluidly in my life in the times in which I decide I want to take a photo or um, 
you know, feeling out the energy of like, even if I want to, sometimes I just feel like it's not the time. Like if my partner is like really stressed and uh, usually I, he's fine with whatever, actually he's always fine with whatever, but I don't, I'm just very comfortable and at peace with how I navigate taking photos during, um, all the time, but especially during really sensitive times. And we just had a really, 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 really scary um, thing happen with my two-year-old. Uh, we were admitted into the hospital. We went to the emergency room and then we were transported by ambulance um, for a multi-day uh, hospital stay um, in the step-down level of the ICU. It was just, it was very friggin' scary and horrible. And anyway, let me get to the point here. So I was lying in bed with him and he's hooked up to all these machines. And I was just thinking about how how happy I was that I trusted my instinct and how surprised I was that I was right. And how And I was so grateful for this woman, Shannon Tripp. Um, I had bought her Mastering Medical Emergencies uh, course. She was a pediatric ER nurse and she had created this course with just like the most common things she's seen, when to worry, when to not. And she always reinforced trust your gut over anything. And it just, I feel like she is a very safe place to land instead of going to scary ass Google and the whole thing. And anyway, so I wanted to post uh, sharing her so that any other moms um, that are navigating tricky times or are nervous around medical things uh, can check her out. And then after I did that, I felt this feeling of, oh, does that, is that weird that I just posted a picture, you know, while I'm still in the hospital? Like, I was here. And then I realized it's that fucking quote that I've never agreed with. It always rubbed me the wrong way. Always. And I, I cognitively get it and I find value in it, but I, to be honest with you, I think I find more harm in it than I do good. And here's, here's where I'm at with this. So the share from the scar, not the wound. I understand it from the perspective logically of like teaching or if you're going to, I don't even know. I find hard time saying anything about this really, uh, you know, making proclamations from a place where you don't feel like you have enough distance that you can speak clearly to it. Um, I think this is mostly framed in, in the guiding of others, especially if you're, um, claiming a leadership in some way. Like I can see why that can be harmful, but what I think is more harmful is making people feel like it's not okay to share until they figured it out until they healed. There are so many things that it will, would take a lifetime of healing or will never heal. And I think that this idea that we're cheapening or it's kind of the same thing I feel about photos, how people vilify the photo taking during sacred moments when really it can be something that makes you feel so much more uh, in 
creation with or in engagement with a, uh, a moment that feels so important. Uh, I feel the same about this. It's like, especially when you're creating from a wound, from the fleshiness, from the what the fuck is happening? Like, oh God. It was really, really scary what was happening. And I, it was like the second time in my life, the first time being when I lost my dog and he just collapsed. And that was, it It was the feeling of, I can't escape this. There is nothing I can do. There is nothing I can do to make myself feel better. There's nothing I can do to, I, I just, I wanted to escape out of my body and be somewhere else, but it couldn't be anywhere else. I kept feeling like I was going to faint. It was the worst feeling ever having my kid burning up and like go from one minute, like laughing and being fine to the next, like burning up and being prodded and having tubes all over him and just yelling, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I couldn't do anything to stop what was happening. And I didn't know what, was going to happen. And, you know, during that time, I took a few pictures just quickly, just because that's my way of processing. And I don't care whoever thought anything of it because that's my sacred space is my relationship with like what's happening right now, how I'm, digesting it through this and how I'm honoring it through this um, because that's my language. That's my processing. And, you know, if someone wants to look at me taking pictures of my son being loaded onto an ambulance um, and think something of me, then that's fine. They're entitled to whatever they feel about that, but it's my, it's my journey to own. And in the same way that I feel so steadfast and so deeply secure in my photo practice, um, it's why I so I feel so passionately that I like to speak of it because maybe you have the impulse or the gut to do that, but you feel like this layer of shame or pause or whatever based on who the hell knows, just societal norms or whatever. Um, but I was feeling that same pressure that I feel immune to in my photo practice, but I was feeling it in my sharing. Um, and I think that a big part of the harm in that is, is it's unintentionally adding to this narrative of not enoughness and not valid and, um, perfectionism in that like, okay, I need to have my shit together before I share this with others. I think that if you're sharing anything, if you feel like it's helpful to show up in this raw, vulnerable state to you and that it feels good and right, and it's not performative and it's not, it just feels like this, this feels important and I want to do this. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with showing up in this fleshy situation. If that's what feels right to you. Like my, um, 
my membership, Nostalgia Now, uh, there's every month there's an intention and that we, we go into the month with just this, this mantra, this intention, this lens in which we keep in the back of our mind to go through the month with and feel through. And <laughs> during our uh, like four or five days at the hospital, we had this hotel room that we didn't sleep at, but I, we were going to like shower and just like walk away for, you know, an hour and a half at a time and take turns. And I had gone to the shower. I was so sore because I was sleeping in the crib for days and I needed like really hot water, like on my back, on my neck. And I was in the shower and I started processing outside of the, like above the situation. I was like thinking about what everything meant from a from the perspective of like me feeling like the one time I picked up my phone because I felt like this is so important. I want to share this. And then I was like, Oh, am I going to look like a mom? That's like, whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even think that I've never looked at someone sharing something and thought like, Oh, are you really on your phone right now? Are you never like, why am I afraid of other people thinking that of me? If that's what they're thinking of that rather than gaining value from it, fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to, I was trying to have a more elevated, like, um, wholesome way to say it, but fuck off or not even fuck off. Really? I mean, fuck off. Yes. Because it makes me angry in a little bit, but my more, um, <laughs> my higher self would say, um, that's just your experience right now. And that's just where you are in life at that moment. Like, that's what you think about that. I'm sure there are plenty of things that I place judgment on in the past or even now that I don't even realize is not something that I want to maintain. Whatever, that's another conversation. Anyway, um, point being, so after my shower, I was like, this is so right. This is what I wanted to carry through the rest of the month. I feel like this is so important and so aligned with like all of the members of this of this group. And so then I went to sit down and I'm like, ah, oh, is this weird that I'm like sharing this, like for the membership, it wasn't about my son, but it doesn't matter. But it was like for the, for this month, the mantra is, um, I must go first. And it's all about like finding all of the ways in our life, the micro and macro of all of the ways that we're not making compromises in that, like standing firm and like, okay, I'm not seeing an example of what I truly want and what I truly need and what I truly want to be and have and thrive with in this world. So I have to go first so that others can have permission to do the same. And so that I can have the experience that I truly want for myself. So I went on live in in our Facebook group and I was like speaking this. And after I was done, I was like, I wonder if that's weird that, I went to the hotel room to take a shower and instead of like rushing back, I stopped to talk to the group and I'm like, no, this is what I need. I need this. And this is helping me process the situation. And it's, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Right. And that's why um, I ended up sharing more about taking sad photos because I, I, it makes me upset to think that, Sometimes people hold themselves back from taking photographs of moments that 
aren't something that you think you want to remember. I mean, it really feels like a nightmare. But what happens during that time, the growth and the learnings and the um, just the transformation that occurs in the humans and in the relationships, having visual markers for that and breadcrumbs to go back and like help you process it when you have more capacity to do so is invaluable. And I will also say that that's not to say that you must photograph that either. I really don't believe, I believe it's so personal. And I believe like, yes, it could be forced and it could be not the right thing for you, or it could be exactly the thing you need. There is no right or wrong answer to it, but I'm here to open the space and open this conversation. And I'm going first and like sharing this so that you can name it. If you're like, oh yeah, that's what I've been feeling. Because there is so much power in being able to diagnose that invisible feeling of shame that you couldn't really name before. I didn't realize I was even carrying that with me until I started posting and sharing. So like now, you know, we're home and... Silas is doing better. He's still wheezing. And Ben went downstairs to work out because he just needed, that's his way of processing. He needed to work out. And I'm like thinking about some of the photographs I took on our last day at the hospital. And they're so important to me. And I want to linger in them and I want to edit them. And I found myself again being like, huh. I wonder what people might think about me posting these photographs from my son's hospital stay. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm more concerned with doing this for myself and being the example of showing the power of what utilizing this visual language can be like. I want to share my experience with how this medium really helps me live a better life, a more fulfilling, a more conscious, a more intentional life. And there's nothing more authentic than I could do. And waiting and not posting and trying to wait until it feels more palatable. It's just perpetuating this narrative of when it is or is not acceptable to do something. There are no rules. There is no right way to do anything. There's no right way to feel your feelings, to process. It's only your way. And I really want to be a stand for that for you and for myself. There is nothing wrong with creating in the wound and sharing in the wound if that's your truth, if that feels right and good to you.
I really feel like it gives permission to others to process in a way that is deeply them and not the wise, um, elevated, uh, you know, from a place of closure or a place of, you know, just all of the reasons why we can feel like what we have to say isn't good enough or isn't going to be understood or accepted. I'm just so over it. And this last scary week really clearly, there's like a line in the sand now. There's like a before and an after this. And everything feels so much more peaceful and clear to me in like this work and talking about this deeply personal medium that we all have access to. And none of these, and also none of the photographs I took were on my camera in the hospital. It was all on my phone. And I don't have any qualms about it either, you know. What comes up for you in this episode? Like, did you feel like you be honest with yourself? Did you feel like, really, you were taking pictures in the hospital? Were you like, yes, I can see why you did that. And as you're noticing how you're responding to that, get curious about your own response. And meander through your own experiences and maybe contemplate how aligned you are with what you truly want to be doing in the way that you're processing, sharing, creating, whatever, going about your life. That's why I've had such a hard time deciding like, oh, am I speaking to, you know, photographers? Am I speaking to, uh, you know, not photographers? It doesn't matter. We're all artists of our lives and we all deserve to take the onus on ourselves in every aspect of what we're doing and to make it more us and to feel more fully expressed and to be the stand for what we want to do and be an experience in our lives. And um, in this corner of the interwebs or the podcast realm or wherever it is that you're finding me on the socials. Um, I love opening up the conversation to whatever feels like home for you. I think that sometimes we find our homes in different parts of our crafts or our lives. And it feels like this little hidden gem and this nestled little corner somewhere where it's like our respite. But what when we start to what happens when we start to open that up and to not just feel like, oh, my little glowy golden orb of a home in my in my craft. Like for me in my photo work, when I'm in a photo shoot, I am 
in my heaven. Like I am, feels like I'm on drugs <laughs> like in the best way. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh gosh, you're a family photographer. I don't know if I want you around my children. You feel like you're on drugs? No, I just feel like I can see everything. I see everything. I see, I see this family through the, my camera, but it looks like a home video to me. And I'm looking at them through their eyes 20 years from now. And I'm just, it just, there's so much to it. And I love it so much. And so when I'm in my life, it's harder to access that because there's so much more noise that I have around my own life. I'm sure you can understand. <laughs> and, um, but when those moments, when that invisible camera comes over my face and I notice and I'm present to my own life in that way, taking photographs is my way of processing that is my way of saving that and lingering in that world and soaking up everything I want to learn and take with me moving forward through this medium. And it doesn't matter if they're beautiful photographs. Um, Sure. Whatever photographs you take, I guarantee I can you know, if your desire is to make them more visually appealing, I guarantee a million people can help you with that. I can help you with that. It doesn't matter what the photographs aren't the point. They are hugely beneficial and I love them and I'm not discounting them, but really what we're talking about here is your impulse and your feeling and your instinct to engage in the presence of your life and the power to respond to something that feels real to you. And then after you do that, you have the breadcrumb, you have the calling card to access that and contemplate it from all different parts of your own growth, all different eyes that you have through the years to see it differently and deeper. So right now, for instance, after I get stop recording myself, talking to myself in my basement, I am going to edit some of the photos that I took um, in the hospital because I love them and they feel so important to me. And I don't care that I look like shit. And yeah, it's really sad to look at my baby like that. But what happened in that hospital for me was very important. It showed me to trust myself in my mothering just as much as I trust myself as a photographer. It showed me how stupid it is to be so concerned with other people not understanding. Because guess what? <laughs> Whoever didn't understand probably didn't moved on with their day and it's fine. But the people that did understand, God, I'm really going to get emotional now. Like the messages that I got, geez, <laughs> the, the messages that I got, people that, just were showing love and concern and the people sharing 
some like super personal stories of like their experience in photographing times that were scary and not what you would typically hear about or see photographs of. It gave me new life. It gave me new, stronger conviction about this conversation and the importance of it is so important. You know, if I didn't have these pictures of this hospital stay, I obviously wouldn't forget it. But it was such a scary, important, visceral experience that having no evidence of it no visual evidence of it feels um, would feel so disorienting to me. Like what? There's nothing that I can see. Like that was so huge. And now like even last night we were laying on the couch and I was like, isn't this so weird? Like for the last five days, our life was beeping and monitors and tubes and that, and like me sleeping in a medical crib. And I'm like, and now we're just sitting on the couch. It's so fucking weird. And I can go back and look at those photographs and like revisit that time and see myself and feel myself in that and reacquaint myself with my learnings and my understandings and what happened there. And then move forward more powerfully. You know, I actually, I was just listening to um, a beautiful conversation between one of my mentors um, and, and um, here, oh my gosh, it's Keisha, but I don't know. It's the Empower Her uh, podcast host, Keisha. I can't pronounce her last name and I locked myself out of Instagram. So I will, I'll, link her podcast here too. Um, But she was just having a conversation and she referenced how she doesn't batch record her podcast. And I don't either at all. As you see, this is late this week. (laughs) Um, And it's funny because I hadn't had the ability to articulate exactly why I was doing it like that, but I just knew that I didn't want to. I wanted to stay very current and like very top of heart and mind, like week to week with what's going on with me and what conversations are like closest to me. And she described it um, so well. She said something about she wanted to maintain that connective tissue with like what's really happening with her. And that's exactly what I feel like when a podcast like this goes out, I want it to be like, Oh no, that was like last month. I don't, not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. But for me personally, I want to feel like, yes, whatever just posted, that's exactly what's happening right now. And um, that connective tissue uh, phrase really stuck with me because that's how I feel about having photographic evidence, photographic proof, photographic poetry of like past events in my life 
or even non-events, like the mundaneness of my life, because it keeps that connective tissue for me. That's what it is. I feel more connected to these pivotal moments in my life. And when I say pivotal, I don't just mean huge moments, even the little ones, even me sitting, having coffee by myself, taking a a photograph that represents something to me there. Like the connective tissue that I'm able to keep with myself through this visual journal of my snapshots of my life and my work. That's what it is. Um, So I'm really grateful to be given that language around that, um, the connective tissue. I'll probably keep using that. (laughs) It feels so right. It feels so right. Um, Anyway, so I think that's it for today. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I will or will not tack on the, you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. My last podcast episode that I wanted to share um, that was going to go out that I recorded that day before all of this happened. Um, It's so interesting because that podcast episode was about me um, having these alarms set on my phone. It's a new thing that I'm doing. And when they go off, my task is to just remind myself to sink into present, stop everything I'm doing and look at something for two minutes. And, um, you know what? I will tack it onto this. I feel like it's solidifying too, solidifying, um, this conversation even more. Uh, and it wasn't a traumatic event. It was just me looking out the window to snow and it felt so groundbreaking to me. And this was right before all of the shit hit the fan. (laughs) Sorry. Um, anyway, um, Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to link that here and just tack it on to the end of this. So hopefully uh that's helpful contextually for you as well. So what I'm about to add to the end of this is what happened right before all of this stuff happened with the hospitals and everything like that. Um It's just so crazy. Life is so crazy how important something can be in a moment and then how unimportant it is. And then how our normals can change like in an instant. It really shows us how important it is to savor, to really like sink our teeth into whatever it is that's happening. Even if it feels boring and painful and terrible, And not exciting. And I believe one of the most natural ways of doing that can be taking a snapshot with your phone, taking a picture. Okay. That's it for for me today. I'm going to drink more coffee. I'm going to edit some of these photos. Then I'm going to pick my son up. I haven't seen 
my four-year-old in what five days oh my gosh I miss him a lot and my dog I miss him a lot so I'm gonna go see those boogers and um and that's it if you feel inspired to share anything to me from this episode uh, feel free to send me a dm um i'm feeling very tender <laughs> feeling very tender around all of the messages that i've gotten and i feel so humbled to have been able to hear a few personal stories with those of you that have shared your experience with this more intimate form of photo taking and um, just filled with gratitude and fired up, just fired up about this conversation. So that is it for now. I will let you go Uh, until next time. Have a beautiful week. So I'm running late now. Uh, I have a meeting at my son's school and I am running late because (laughs) of the best reason. So I just completed a coaching container with just one of the most beautiful souls I've ever, I have ever known and come into contact to with um and that's Haley Carr and one of the last things she told me or she asked that I try is setting an alarm for three times a day or so to remind myself to come back into presence and when we first did it together, she had me for two minutes straight pick one object in the room and just describe it to her. Just talk about that object to her. And because I was expressing how overwhelmed and how almost uncomfortable it is for me to be present in my own moments versus uh, other people's when I'm in a session. Like when I'm in a session photographing someone uh, or speaking with someone about the craft, I'm just the most tapped into flow and presence. And I mean, it feels like I'm high almost with, <laughs> with joy and all the goodness. But when it comes to being, just being in my own life, I get, I have so much anxiety and I get overwhelmed and it all, like I see it all. I see all of it, but being with it, it's hard to describe, but I I feel like you'll understand. It's like, I see it. I'm not missing it, but I'm missing being able to be with it. It feels like too much, like, It's so big and it's so beautiful that it feels like too much. And we're having this conversation around tolerating and just knowing what's beyond the initial, you know, too muchness of 
feeling that ache. <clears throat> and so my alarm went off and it was two minutes before I had to leave. And I was like, oh my gosh, perfect. Sure. Two minutes. Okay. I have two minutes. So in that moment, I just, I was like, what do I look at? What do I look at? And it's snowing, like flurrying outside. Like maybe I'll, I'll just look at the snow. So I was staring out my window and I was having all these thoughts around how insane it is, how tiny these little snowflakes are, these flurries, and they're just like little baby, baby feathers floating throughout the air. And I look around and everything is covered in a blanket of white. But you know how many snowflakes that is? Like, and they all merge into one and it's so beautiful. And I'm like having this moment and I was like, oh my gosh, this is just, this is why, this is why it's so important to remind us to just sink in because I was in that space, but I wasn't seeing it. And then the timer was up and I was like, okay. But it was so beautiful that I thought, you know, let me just, I just need to take a video or a picture of this. Go to the picture at first, whatever it was. I've, I've, simply, I took both. <laughs> but so I took my camera out of my phone, just my phone, because like that's how informal this was. And I went to take a picture and I was like, oh, you know what? Let me zoom in. And when I zoomed in, <laughs> it zoomed in so far that it showed me something that I hadn't seen, even though I was staring for two minutes. And it was the reflection of the bare trees in the pond behind as the backdrop of the snow flurries falling. And I, it was so beautiful. It took my breath away. Like I literally like gasped. And then I was immediately brought to tears. <laughs> Mind you, I'm alone in my room. I was in a rush. <laughs> I was just trying to fulfill my, um, <laughs> my quota of, um, knowing that I did my best to access my presence throughout the day. And I was so taken aback that even then, even when I took two minutes and I was staring in one spot for two minutes, I still didn't see it. And I was able to see more through my camera. I was <laughs> and there are so many things that are so important and that made me so emotional about it because, you know, I, re I talk about this a lot, about this idea that Oftentimes people can have this uh, vilification uh, perception of our cameras. Can't we just be in the moment and how our phones are a barrier to presence? But not everything is neutral. Like it's not, it can be a barrier to pre presence. Absolutely. And it can also be a tool to help us. Like my phone went off and reminded me, hey, take a second and breathe into presence. That's what my um, my note is on the alarm. It says breathe into presence. And I was like, 
okay, okay. And then even after I did that, using my camera, not expecting, even though <laughs> I will, I know full and well that our cameras can help us see and engage with the moment even deeper. And I was still taken aback and surprised by it. Surprised that I didn't see that before I took my camera out. And, you know, I think that normally a past version of me would be very overwhelmed and almost upset about it. Like, I can't trust myself. I still didn't see it. I was staring at it for two minutes and I still didn't see that. That the most beautiful part to me, I didn't see it. But now at this point, after these years of, I've spent just really mining my consciousness and my soul and just kind of learning to be with myself and with my thoughts. I'm still overwhelmed, but I'm overwhelmed by the inspiration of it. I'm overwhelmed at how much there is to see. And it's comforting. It doesn't scare me. Like, it would have scared me before. Like, oh my gosh, it was right there and I didn't see it. And it would freak me the fuck out. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, there's always more. There's always more to see. And there's so many tools and we can use all of them and we don't need any of them at the same time. You're always going to see. And we can trust that. When there's that intention behind it. Uh, Oh my gosh. So obviously I'm going to find some way to link Maybe I'll post it on Instagram and put the link in the show notes or I'll, uh, I don't know. I'm re- what I'm really hoping is that when I can go back after this meeting that I'm done with, if it's still snowing, I'm going to go back and pull out my real camera and take a picture just because it just felt so big and important to me in that moment. And um, I'm usually fine with it just being my, my phone because it's just how I engage with the world on an everyday basis. But it's just felt like something I really want in, in a photograph. So I present to you a challenge. Set an alarm on your phone today. And wherever you are when it goes off, Look at something for two minutes. Just witness whatever your brain does, what you start to think about. And then afterwards, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Pull out your phone or your camera and take a couple pictures or a video of it. And see if there's a difference there. There's no expectation. There's no outcome that you should or should not be having. Um, you certainly do not need to be brought to tears, (laughs) but I think you could do this exercise a million times and have a million different experiences. And 
I really, 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 really love what came out of this two-minute exercise in this day for me. It feels really big and important. And I really, really wanted to show it with you, show it to you and experience it with you. Uh, I'm almost at the school now. I was not planning to record a podcast episode today at all. Uh, That's usually how these things go. Something feels like, oh, that woke me up. Then I come on here, whether it's my voice memo on my cell phone or go down into my lair in my basement, my bat cave, and (laughs) talk to you through talking to myself. Let me know. If you do this exercise, I really want to know what happens. (laughs) So feel free to tag me if you post about it or send me a message. Whatever happens, um, I wish you an experience that is exactly what you're needing in that moment. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be emotional. It doesn't have to be sad. It doesn't have to be anything. It just has to feel like you. Whatever you need. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll catch you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you're not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.